Christian life, we can lack power. Uh, We are supposed to be one of the most powerful people on planet Earth. Because Jesus left behind someone. As I was reading last week's passage, I looked at it, I said, man, he says, and he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. I started to think about that, and then I thought about Saul's ministry, Paul's ministry then, because God changed his name, right? As I began to look at this, I said, man, look at this. He said he was beaten. You remember the list? I mean, in danger, sleepless nights, shipwrecked, thrown in prison. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you stay? Why would you continue on with something? If all you get from it is all of this trouble. And then I start to think about us today, believe it. I start to think, man, there's so many of us we're going through. We face trials. We face temptation. I mean, we were talked about, we lied on, some of us got sick, we're... You know, I mean, we lose our jobs. All kinds of things start happening to us. I said, what is it that's keeping us? Thank you, ushers. What, What is it that is going to keep us? I said, I said, I said well, what is it that caused Paul, when he got to the book of 1 Timothy, He says, I've fought the good fight. I've stayed in the race. I've completed my mission. And he was hung, he he was hanged in Rome. He was killed in Rome. They hanged him. They beheaded him in Rome. And I started to think about, wow. Why would a man Why would anybody stay in something like that? Right? Take your life for a minute. You're going through stuff. Right? Why Why would you remain? Why would you stay in church? Why would you stay with the Lord if all you get is trials? And so I, I, I begin to look at this, and, I, and the Lord, I want to begin this series today entitled Empowered. Amen? Empowered. How to live a spirit-filled life. How to live a spirit-filled life. If you have your Bibles, go to the book of John, 
John chapter 16. And before I, before I show you how to live a spiritual, spirit-filled life, first thing we need to understand is who is the spirit? Who is he? So today we're going to get an introduction as to who he is. Saints, I want to say this to you. If you're not living in the spirit, then there's a problem in your life. So if you have your Bibles, if you would, real quick. John chapter 16. Beginning in this, you know what, beginning in the sixth verse. But I'll read, I'll read from verse five. And if you stand for the reading of God's word. But now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? They took him for granted. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Verse 7. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper. You see that? The helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, he will convict the world concerning what? Sin. And what? Righteousness and judgment. I want to talk about this morning empowered. Amen. How to live a spirit-filled life. I want to clear up some confusion. Turn to your neighbor and say, Pastor, going to clear up some confusion. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. Forgive us of our sins. Clear our minds and hearts. Whatever Satan is trying to do right now. Whatever he's trying to do, Lord, he does not want this word to come out with clarity. He does not want the people of God to be empowered. So in the name of Jesus, whatever demons, whatever demonic activity, whatever Satan is trying to do with the, with the sound system, with the projector, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, Satan, we stand boldly and we say that this is God's house and you must flee. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we call these things as such. And we believe right now in the name of Jesus that we have all authority to stand boldly upon the word of God. Would you speak now, Father? Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. We live in a day where there's so much confusion. Take, for instance, the presidential election. You have two candidates that 
argue so much that the important issues are being overlooked. So rather than looking at the candidates for their policies, people are voting based on their personalities. I don't know about you, but there's some confusion there. There's so much chaos, and it seems to me that the more chaos and more confusion there is, the more people like the candidate with all of the chaos and confusion. The world, saints, is a dark place. And as a believer, we can get caught up in the wrong race. We can get fooled by the trickery of Satan and find ourselves fighting the wrong fight. The question today I have for you is, what empowers you? Is it a political party? Is it a promotion? Is it the pursuit of happiness? Or is it popularity? What is it that empowers your life? Jesus knew that we would be living in a day like this. He knew this. He knew that the moment that he ascended to heaven, that we would need something greater than us to keep us, amen, committed to him. And, and what he did was so miraculous because he understood that man being born in sin will not and cannot choose him. He also knew this, that the Bible says that Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers so that they would not understand the glorious truth of the gospel. And one of the things I found, saints, with believers today is that we're fighting the wrong fight. We're empowered by the wrong thing. I know pastors that are promoting candidates in their churches. Literally standing from the pulpit and saying, vote for this person or vote for that person because we need to vote for this or we wrong fight. I encourage you to vote, but I want to tell you something. Either way, God is in control. E I'm going to say it one more time. Either way, God is in control. I'm not anti-government either. Amen. Because God has given us government for a reason. And what I found out, saints, is that the enemy can cause us to look in the wrong direction, trying to find significance and trying to find what we're looking for in the wrong places. Jesus went to the cross. He hung, bled, and died on Calvary's cross so that he would make a way for us. In John chapter 15, Jesus talks about the, the, the vine, that he is the vine mm -hmm, and that his follows are the branches. John 15, he says, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, ah, 
See, and so what I'm saying is, if you really think about that, in chapter 15, he's telling us, he was telling his disciples and he's telling us, the key to success is to stay connected to him. Amen. But, but the disciples were so earthly minded. And they didn't truly understand his mission, so they kept misinterpreting what he was saying. That's kind of what happens to us today. We misinterpret the message, we misinterpret the Bible, and then as a result of that, saints, we start living the wrong mission. You don't have anybody. In chapter 15, verses 1 to verse 12, he told them as disciples, this is how you ought to act with one another. He says in verse 12, this is my commandment, that you love one another. Amen. Just as I have loved you. How can I say I love when I'm promoting one candidate and I'm speaking against the other candidate? And guess what? Both of them are not saved. Amen. Is that love? The Bible says we ought to what? Love one another. Here's the thing. How can I love you if I don't know you? How can I love you if I spend no time with you? See, I want to talk about empowered by his presence because saints, I want to say this to you. You and I can go higher if we live in his presence. If we are empowered, empowered by his spirit. You know what's going on in church today? A whole lot of stuff from the world is in the church. Am I right? A whole lot of stuff that's happening out there has come into the church and folk don't look no different. You got churches where people, it's like a club on Sunday morning. Everybody, listen, you got the best music, you got the best dress, you have the, you have the sections and, you know, you got all kinds of stuff happening, but nobody's changing. From the moment church is over, folk get in their car and they're almost running each other over just to get out the parking lot, just to get, get on with their lives. Amen. It's real. And, and you know what's happening? We as believers are sitting around getting caught up in that. See, what Satan is not going to come to you as Satan. He's going to come to you as a counterfeit. And here's the thing. Here's what I found out. If you have no desire, I used to think it was desire. I used to think it was, I said, well, well, maybe it's immaturity or maybe it's because, you know, things are happening. Maybe they're living in sin, you know, but that's not the issue. The issue is, are you empowered? Do you have the spirit of God in you? Jesus did this for us. What did he do? He went to the cross. He died, and I'll show you in a minute what, 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 he did, what he did. But watch this. The other thing that Jesus told them in chapter 15 of John 15, and from verses 26 to 27, look what he says. He says, when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from where? From the Father. Where is the Holy Spirit? Where was the Holy Spirit before Jesus with the Father? 
And, and, and watch this. When Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist, the Bible says, watch this, this is the beginning of his ministry. And this is why I'm saying to you that we cannot do ministry. We cannot live this Christian life. Maybe you've been Xing out the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Jesus comes. John baptizes him. What happens? The Bible says the Holy Spirit, what? Rested upon him. Y'all know your Bible? Like a what? And it was like a what? Like a dove. The dove suggests peace. What, what's happening today in our political climate is not peace. What's happening among Christians today is not peaceful. The question is, what are we really promoting? Jesus says, the Bible says, he came up out of the water and what happened? The spirit came down, watch this, and indwelt with, dwelt with him, right? Now watch this. Then it says, a voice came from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So what do we have there? We have the father. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We have the son and we have what? Watch this. We have today. What do we have? We have the father. We have the son. In us. So I want to clear it up. So I want you, I want to clear up the confusion. When you get saved. All right. So let me, let me just, let me just clear up for all my, my confused people. Not here, but those who listen to the audio. Amen. Not you. You're not confused at all. Let, let me, let me say this before I say that. All right. Here's the thing. The moment that you get saved. I'm saying one more time, the, the very moment that you open your mouth and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord, be my savior, be my friend. I am a sinner. Save me, Lord. And I believe this by faith immediately, not later, not another period, not with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I want that on the recording. All right. You don't listen. People think that the spirit is here just because you, you are emotionalized. What did the Bible say happened to Jesus when the spirit of God fell upon him? Did he do anything? <laughs> he praised God. And the Bible says he praised God. And then the voice says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. You have the spirit. How many saved people we have in here today? If you're saved, raise your hand. All right. All right. Okay. All right. How many can say that confidently? I'm saved. All right. All right. You're saved. Now, here's the thing. If you're saved now, you have inside of you the spirit of God. He's there. Watch this. You remember when you first got saved? You were real cautious, right? (laughs) 
Right, right, right. You're real cautious, right? Things like you, you know, and then you go, you go, you go light up or you go do something, right? And then something inside of you be like, that ain't right. How many feel that now when you go do wrong? Anybody? Y'all just said y'all was saved. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me make sure we're in the right place. Hold on a minute. Let me see. Okay. So let me let me re- let me reframe the question. <laughs> when you go to do dirt, do you feel bad? <laughs> huh? How I feel? You got this thing that you think it's your conscience, right? It's like a voice. It's like something saying, "Man, you you did that. You don't don't you don't you do it? Don't you?" Don't you? You better not do it. But you're like, man, come on, man. Dang. It's like something inside of you just keeps you from going all the way. You may you may go in halfway. You may, you, you understand what I'm saying? Amen. You know that ain't your wife. You know. You know that ain't your husband. You know that. But I promise, I, pr- I promise, amen, yeah, come on now, come on now. And all the way there, the Holy Spirit's saying, man, you better not. You drive into a house, you're thinking, yeah, man. And the Holy Spirit's saying to you, no, you better not do it. Now, you know that woman's married. Come on, somebody, come. And all the way there, you have a fight going on inside of you, right? You got this little struggle thing. You, you Christian, you saved. Because <laughs> you were the loudest one in church the last Sunday. <laughs> God knew we would have to struggle with these things. He knew. This, and so he put something in us that was so, that's so powerful. Oh, I feel his presence here. I feel his presence right now. Whoo. Hallelujah. You, 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 can you feel? Can, I feel his presence here, Leo. It is so powerful that possibly we've allowed our carnality. We only call Christians carnal. We call unsafe people natural. That's what we call unsaved people. Unsaved people are natural. Saved people are carnal. Know what the word carnal means? Living in the flesh. And and watch this. Just imagine if you started living in the spirit. Just imagine if you started being empowered. See the power button? Just imagine if God was to Touch the power button. Listen, the, it's in you. But you need to be recharged. Somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You, you, you know those electric cars? Right? You, you know, you know here, I, I used to use the gas illustration, but the gas illustration doesn't get it. See, because here's the thing with gas, right? You can drive home. You ain't got to fill up tonight. You know what I'm saying? You could be on E and then... In the morning, you're going to get up, you're going to drive with a prayer. E in a prayer. 
right? Waiting for Friday. Shoo. But with the electric car, here's what's necessary. Every night you pull up, you got to plug in. Empowered. See, and I believe that the reason why we, we give in so much to sin is because we're not empowered. We've grieved the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get into that as the weeks come. As this series is going to be powerful. Watch this. Listen, listen. If you want to live for God, you can't do it. The Spirit of God inside of you has to do it. Watch this. Jesus told them in John 15, I'm sorry I deviated there. But he says, he says, when the helper comes, I'm going to close this out. I may have to preach it next week. Watch this. When the helper comes, whom I will what? Send to you from where? What is he? Now, not only is he the helper, but the text says that is the spirit of what? Truth. (laughs) So not only, I'm going to get into the helper piece, but, but he is, you know one thing about the Holy Spirit? He never lies. So what you feel when you're on your way to do what you're doing is real. That ain't no lie. When he tell you about that man that keep looking at you, 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 he'll tell you, he he checking you out. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then you start saying, well, shoot, all right. (laughs) Don't tell a brother that. Holy Spirit will say, I'm telling you, stay away from her. She trouble. But see, see, they go negotiating. I already told you. Her, her real name is Jezebel. I'm telling you what her real name is. <laughs> Amen. I'm trying to tell you, you better, you better. The Bible says in Pro- she's the Proverbs 7 woman. She ain't the Proverbs 31 woman. She's the Proverbs 7 woman. Bible said, when you get to her house, you're like an ox going to the slaughter. Have mercy. Bible is rich, boy. It got everything. He says, the spirit of truth who proceeds from where? The father, he will what? Testify by me. See, the Holy Spirit comes. What did Paul do last week? Right after he got saved. I told you. He got up, he went into the what? Synagogue. And what did he do? He started to preach Jesus that he was God. How can a man, right? Watch this. You know it's got to be something more powerful inside of him. This is not intellect. This is not how smart I am. This is how well I can read. All that kind of has nothing to do with that. The Holy Spirit can take a fool. And then everybody start seeing the problem with that is when you put a fool up there and if he remains a fool, he'll, he'll go to his head. Amen. But the Holy Spirit will take someone. God will take someone like Saul and transform them. I don't judge you just because of what you do, because you know why I see potential in you. You don't see it, but I do. 
And until you get the revelation, I'll sit back and wait for you. Because I realize something. Here's that. Stay right there. Resist me, man. I can't make you do it. Because if I keep pulling on you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to walk away. So I just leave you alone. And I let the Holy Spirit work on you by praying for you. And then you'll say, you'll think it's your idea. You'll be like, man, you know what? I ain't doing right. See, I wish I had some pastors listening to this because they need to stop fussing in church. See what I'm saying? Stop, stop all that fussing and start teaching. Stop getting involved in the political campaign and grow your people up in the word of God to be spiritual so that when, when whatever comes in office, we're going to be what First Timothy says. He says, pray for them. We're going to have a prayer meeting about it. We ain't going to have a political watch party. We're going to have a political prayer party. You got to put your trust in God. We put our trust in, in so many things other than God that it never works. Jesus said, the spirit of God is in you. I'm sending him. He's coming from the Father and he's coming to testify about me. You see, Satan is so crafty that he created so much confusion. Listen to this statement here. About the Holy Spirit that there's a huge division right now in the body of Christ. Most people in the body of Christ today don't know what to believe. Am I right? They don't know, they don't know as a result, they're living defeated lives. Watch this. They don't, they're confused on how to receive the Holy Spirit. Some, they, you know, some, some don't know how to be filled with the Spirit. Some don't know how to live in the Spirit. Watch this. And some don't know about the gifts of the Spirit. So there's a lot of confusion. Anybody confused about that? Do I speak in tongues or do I not speak in tongues? I had a guy tell me in another country, in a third world country, tell me that if I don't, I, I, I wasn't saved because I didn't have the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's a lie. Don't you believe those lies? So this, so what Satan's battle plan is this. This is his battle plan. He doesn't want us, he wants us to be real Bible with no, with no spirit. Or he wants us to be confused about the Holy Spirit and have the charismatic view that I got to speak in tongues with no Bible. But what we need, saints, is balance. We need Bible, we need the Spirit. And see, what's happening in a lot of churches today and what's happening in our lives is that we're not walking in the Spirit. We don't know how to live in the Spirit. We don't know how, amen, to you. How many know how to you? I mean, let me ask you this. How many know what your spiritual gifts are? Raise your hand if you know what your spiritual gifts are. Let me see. One. Now, when you raise your hand, I'm going to ask you a question now. So, let me see how many people know their spiritual gifts. One, two, three, 
four, five. Ain't that something? You think the Lord knew we needed this series? If you don't know your spiritual gift, then how are you going to live on purpose? How are you going to live for God? God has a purpose for you. And your spiritual gift plays a part in what he wants you to do. Some of you have the gifts of teaching. Amen. Some of you have the gift of encouragement. Some of you have the gift of mercy. Some of you have the gift of administration. God, when he set up the body of Christ, puts you in the body of Christ with a gift. Singing is not a gift. But watch this. Most of the people that, that sing, they have the gift of exhortation. Watch this. If you don't sing in the spirit... Ushers, when you're standing there, if you don't have the spirit, <laughs> something wrong. You know, you, you know, you know, teachers when you're teaching, ministers when you're ministering, preachers when you're preaching. Listen, if we don't have the spirit, we have nothing. And I think possibly, I believe possibly, that maybe I've got a sneaky suspicion that we've been operating without the Spirit. I believe we have moments when we're in the Spirit and then moments when we run back to the flesh. You know, the, listen, and if you, if you know how to stay in the Spirit, the Bible says walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit because you've been sealed with the Spirit. Here's the other thing I want to give you. Let me, take, let me clear up something else. You ready for this? So here's my next clear up point. So you don't, you don't have to speak in time. My first point today. You don't have to speak in tongues in order to have a spirit. Number two, what was I about to say? <laughs> what I'm about to clear up. I don't confuse me. Don't confuse me. Let me see. Let me let the spirit bring it back to me. <laughs> so, you, so you don't have to have the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. Right? The other thing is, when the Holy, so here's the, one of the other thing is, when the Holy Spirit saves you, when God saves you, the Holy Spirit s- comes inside of you, and here it is, here it is, he seals you. So that's my next point. You never lose the Spirit. That's pretty deep. So just remember now, this is a very important doctrine, y'all. You never lose the Spirit. Because once you get saved, he's in you. Done deal. Done deal. The only thing that you lose, you ready for this? Is the filling. And so like the electric car, if you don't plug in, remember I used the illustration of the, oh yeah, right here. It's here. Piano is here, but it ain't plugged in. It has, it looks the part. Amen. It's on the stand. But what's wrong with it? It's not empowered. Doesn't have power. 
So could it be that you're walking around every day? You got the, you have the spirit. You even got a big old Bible. Your Bible's bigger than mine. <laughs> you, listen, you, listen, and you carry the work every day. You, you got the Bible. You, you even got a cute little case for it. Got your name on the front. Listen, you engraved your name on the Bible. You put, look, you even put tabs. Let's see people put, you, you got tabs in your Bible. Find the scripture. <laughs> but you ain't got no spirit. You can't see spiritually. From the moment you get in your car, you go right back in the flesh. Immediately back in the flesh. 97.9 D box. spirit you and your wife arguing well you, I don't know why we always gotta go to church from the time that comes out your mouth you need to ask yourself a question am I in the spirit because here's, here's what I would have kind of clued in on where are we headed to the place where we would get what? <laughs> Filled up. I mean, we're heading to the gap. We're headed to headquarters. To get filled up. What I'm doing during the week is I'm just plugging into this little, little outlet. But when I come here on Sunday mornings, I'm plugging into the generator. I, I'm, I'm plugging into the source of all sources. And saints... When you're in the spirit, you could see differently. Listen, you, you, you look at life and you're like, man, 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 it, man, it's a beautiful. Listen, you can hear the birds chirping. There's some birds out. Check yourself. I just want you to gauge yourself this week, right? Check and see when you're in the spirit, when you're in the flesh. When you're in the flesh, you be like cussing everybody out. Yeah, got an attitude, mad about the job. Listen, you just mad, just going in upset. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying you just, you just, you, you know, the flesh is so deep, and the Bible says, and I'm gonna get into this. He says the deeds of the flesh are evident. I guess I just wanted to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit. Watch this. So, so the first thing is why? What's the first thing? Right. You don't need that. You have them. What, when you, you're sealed with the spirit. Right? So you don't need to, for the first S is, you don't need to speak in tongues. The second S is what? You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Right? The third thing is this. The filling is temporary. You got to recharge. Now, how do I recharge? Well, here's the other, here's the other part to this. John MacArthur says it in his book. Here's what he said. You need to ask, but you got to get in the word. 
Because the more you get into the word, the word is the very breath of God. And it goes out inside of you. And it comes out in your living. And watch this. Guess who wrote the word? Guess who was in Jesus? Guess who birthed Jesus? Guess who raised him from the dead? Guess who orchestrated the world? The same spirit that was in Jesus is in you. Why am I not empowered? Why am I in the humdrum of life? Why am I just barely making it? Why, why don't I have joy? Why, why don't I have peace? Why, why don't I have patience? Why, why don't I have long suffering? Why am I talking like this? Why am I thinking like this? Why do I feel defeated? Why is life like this? I want better for my life. You have it in you, but you have to work at it. He's in you. If you're saved, he's in you. And he'll never leave you. Jesus left the Holy Spirit. Watch verse, watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, and I'm going to my seat. I, I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm get into the next piece of this next week. Let's look at verse 1 through 4 of chapter 16. We did chapter 15. Let's look at chapter, chapter 16. You know what I did before I came up here to preach today? I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, this is, let me, let me say this. This is such a vast subject. Okay? I didn't know where to start. So all week long, I've been studying everything about the Holy Spirit. It's all in me. So I said, I just, just, just now the Holy Spirit said, just do, let's open your mouth. I'll do the rest. Just open your mouth, Pastor. So. I don't need to speak in tongues. I'm sealed. I'm filled. But the filling is what? Temporary. All right? So I got to remember that every day. Every day. I got, and so somebody said, okay, so how you, how you get filled back up? You got to say, you, you, first of all, you examine yourself. You say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. And then here's the next thing you got to do. You say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Right? Fill me with your spirit. And here's what you want to do. You want to go to the word of God and you want to read. You want to get into a reading pattern. I would be, I would tell you, begin in the book of John. Amen. Begin in the book of John. Go to Proverbs after. Go to the Psalms because you need the word of God. This is a practical message to get you going. All right. Now watch verse 15, 16, verse 1. Look what he says. He says, these things I have spoken to you so that you Oh yeah, there it is. See that? See what I'm talking about? What did he say to him to keep him from stumbling? Look at 15 Look at 15, 27. Look at 15, 26 and 27. When the, when the who? These things I've spoken to you so that you may not what? Stumble. 
Why are we stumbling, saints? Because we haven't taken the word to heart. And here's the other thing. We, we are not being empowered by who? The Holy Spirit. Hold on now. Now, here's the other thing I want to tell you. The Holy Spirit is co-equal with God. So here's, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is God. That's where we get, you know, the Trinity from. So are you telling me, Pastor, that I have the Spirit of God in me? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Oh, you, you ought to be happy today. You, you ought to be shouting right now. You ought to be saying, man, is that... See, I know it's a hard... It's kind of deep because you're like, me? Yeah, you. You have him. Watch what he says. He says, when the helper comes whom I will send to you from the Father, this is the Spirit. Notice this. If you look at the word helper, it's a capital H. It's, it's, yes, it's a proper noun suggesting it's a person. Come on, somebody. It's not an it. So you have people say, so that's another thing you want to write down. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It's a he. It's not an it. It's a he. He says, he the helper will come. I will send him to you from the Father so that the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he, uh-oh, you did it say it? See, I think when the King James says Holy Ghost, people got that confused. They thought they really had a ghost. <laughs> or they saw a ghost. Okay, it's the Holy Spirit. And watch this. He says, and he will do what? About who? Capital what? Go to the next, go, go to 16.1 now. Now that we got the context, 16.1 says what? These things I have what? What things? Right? That, that the spirit of truth will come, the helper. These things I've spoken to you so that you may be what? Kept from what? Stumbling. He says, the Holy Spirit, not only guide, not only is he your helper, not only does he keep, not only does he reveal truth to you, but he keeps you from what? Stumbling. Know why you haven't gone all the way to the edge? Come on, somebody. Some of you, some of you can say, man, I was there to the edge. I, listen, I was coming right to the edge. I was about, I was about to give up. I was about to break loose. And guess what? Something kept me. It wasn't something. It was somebody kept you. And that is the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, you know, you know, our charismatic friends got it right. They know the spirit. Right? They they have they're in tune with the spirit, but they go overboard with it. You know, when the pastors start jumping up on the chair and falling down the ground and I mean they want to be like Superman. Look, you know, I mean they jujuing on the beat, all kinds of stuff in the church. Amen. See, and they equate that kind of you know, action with the Holy Spirit. And then you have the Baptists, right? Well, we get all conservative. 
And we all... want to open the doors of the church. Come on down. Give your life to Jesus. No emotion. No spirit. They can exegete the word, man. The word means this. It's so deep. You know, the Greek word is, the Hebrew word is, right? They're so deep. God is pure actuality with no potentiality because if he had potential, he needed to know something. God sits out in eternity and he looks down the corridor of time. God knows all, but guess what? They're telling you all this head knowledge stuff with no spirit. So they build a firm church on the word, but they have no spirit. So that's why the choir is arguing. Folk in the choir arguing. That's why the deacons and the trustees are fighting. When the pastor dies, all hell breaks loose. Folk all mad and evil and upset all the time. When you walk into a church like that, you you know what you got to say? There's no spirit there. Listen, if there's no love in the house, if all we're doing is talking about each other, Amen. You know, we, all this confusion. If the ministry is just built upon, upon works and, and meetings and this meeting and that meeting and this meeting and that meeting and everybody's meeting. And everybody's fighting. Too many churches like that today. Too many people are being hurt today. Too many people are being dis, 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 dysfunctional spiritually because there's no spirit. He says, I wrote these things so that you can keep from stumbling. Look what he says in the next verse. Look what he says in the next verse. And this is something I want to show you. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. This is the time we live in. They will make you what? Now, now here's the thing. He's talking to his disciples. Jesus is predicting and, and speaking prophetically because everything here has happened to them. But guess what? All of the disciples stayed the race. When life got tough, Deke, they didn't give up. When they started stumbling, They didn't fall away from the church. They ran to the church because they had the spirit of truth. And he he empowered them to go on. Watch what he says. He says, they will what? Make you an outcast from the synagogue, but an hour is coming for everyone who kills you, ISIS, that kills you to think that he is offering what? Service to God. ISIS. That's why they bomb everybody. They're killing infidels. The difference between us and other religions is that, number one, we have a relationship, not a religion. Number two, we have God's spirit. Go on to the next verse and I'm stopping. Is that right? Let me see. 
verse, verse 3 and 4. Look what he says. These things they will do because they have not what? They don't, they don't know that. You see, if you don't know the Father or, or Jesus, then you got a problem. And what Jesus was saying, listen, y'all, you're going to stumble, but you got to remember I'm writing these things so that you can reference them again. And what Satan wants us to do is to be confused on who the third person of the Trinity is. He's in you, y'all. Last verse, he says what? But these things I've spoken to you so that when the hour comes, you may what? Remember I, that what? That I told you of them. These things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was what? With you. You know what Jesus was preparing them brothers for? His departure. He was getting them ready for him to leave. And watch this. And in his absence now, Jesus was fulfilling his part of God's redemptive plan for man. So what Jesus was doing is completing his part so that he would send the spirit to operate in the, in the time that we live in right now. As you leave here today, I pray that you, first of all, renew your mind and ask God today, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Renew my mind. Help me to be empowered. So that I can live. You know what? When you feel with the spirit, Bible study, you're going to run to it. You're not going to just come. But you know why you're coming. This week, I want you to be in tune with the spirit. I want you to be so in tune with the spirit that you understand he's going to speak to you. He's going to guide you. Be sensitive to his voice. Be sensitive to his leading. And it, here's how you know it's the spirit. Whatever he leads you to is going to be truth. Truth that maybe you don't like. Amen. It's easy to believe a lie. When you go vote, I think you, I believe you should exercise your right. When you walk in there, you say, Holy Spirit, guide me in this. And, and as I close today, you remember as you leave here today, you have someone greater inside of you. The young people that got saved the other day, and they were baptized last week, those of you who were baptized last week, you have the Spirit of God. So when you know, I say to young people, when you go take a when you go take a test, you pray. Holy Spirit, help me. You going through something right now? Holy Spirit, help me. So we're gonna lean this season. The next the next three months, we're gonna lean heavily 
And, and hopefully, it takes seven days to develop a habit. And hopefully, we will continue to lean heavily on him for the rest of our lives. If you are a spirit-filled believer, you can conquer the world. You can live up to your potential as long as you live. Give God a hand clap of praise.